0: It is not meant to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Hey, y'all. Thanks so much for joining me for session 41 of the Therapy for Black Girls podcast. For today's episode, I wanted to break down another set of alphabets you may have heard floating around. DBT. DBT stands for dialectical behavioral therapy and is most commonly used with people who have been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. To help us make sense of all of this, I chatted with licensed clinical social worker, Sita Hood. Sita is the clinical director of From the Heart Counseling Incorporated in St. Charles, Illinois, and specializes in working with angry and aggressive teens people who have experienced trauma, and millennial women looking to thrive in life. Sita and I discuss what DBT is, who can benefit from it, and how you can find a DBT group that might work for you. Here's our conversation. So thank you so much for joining us today, Sita. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I'm excited that you were able to join us because I like to bring on therapists to talk in more plain language, so to speak, about a lot of the terms that we often hear thrown around in the field. So DBT is another big one that I think a lot of people hear but don't quite know what it is, what is it used for. So can you tell us more about what DBT is?
1: Absolutely, so DBT is dialectical behavior therapy. So it's a form of cognitive behavioral therapy that's developed by Dr. Marsha Linehan so if you're not a clinician i know that makes no sense to you at all right (laughs) so just to put it plainly dbt is essentially a combination of being able to regulate emotions practice mindfulness um the ability to tolerate intense levels of anxiety or distress and um if you aren't familiar with cognitive behavioral therapy or cbt what that does is just help to modify emotions, behaviors, and thoughts. So DBT is just sort of like a portion of that. Um, but I love using it because it's so simple and plain. <laughs> it makes sense for people. <laughs> so, so tell
0: us what is what you like so much about using it, and like how do you typically use it with your clients?
1: Okay. Well, first and foremost, um, when I use it, it. First of all, I tell people off top, I'm going to get really petty with you. (laughs) I'm going to ask you questions about the incident that you might think is stupid. So if you come in and you tell me, oh, I was so upset. I work with teens a lot. Oh, I was so upset. My mom was being annoying, blah, blah, blah. My dad got on my nerves. So it's very practical for the teens. So if I say, all right, so digging deep into this situation, what was it that got you upset? Why did that upset you? What did you feel like when they said this or did this? What does that mean to you? So really just digging very deeply to discover, okay, what their beliefs are about the situation and how that connects to the actions that they um, then carried out after that. So it's really simple because it takes you down to the nitty gritty and the starting point of a conversation or an action and it's it's easy for people to see as opposed to like some um far fetched thing of understanding like some other things might be does that make sense
0: yeah so what is the purpose of breaking it down into like all of these steps like why do you have to get so petty so to speak and kind of get all the details of an interaction to really use dbt
1: because we have to explore where your thought process is because what we believe is how we will act our actions are based on our belief system So if we can combat those, the belief system then translates to a thought and then translates to action. So if I was to put that very plainly, um, if my belief system is that just going uh, off of an example, just a plain person, a Jane Doe will say, if Jane Doe believes, okay, my husband doesn't love me, then a thought that might come next is oh he left the garage up because he doesn't care about what i do he didn't he wasn't concerned about me he hopes that something happens to me when somebody walks into the house and It sounds like it's really extreme, but I guarantee people think this way. And then the action might be, well, I'm going to get back at him by doing X, Y, Z. So we have to go so deep so that we can understand where it originated from versus having like oh, if the husband were to come in, oh, she's crazy. She just did this. She responded in this way. And all I did was forgot that the garage was up. Well, it sounds really simple off top, but if you actually go deeper with her and find out what she believes to be true, then that is the core of why she did what she did. So that is so important.
0: Okay, so really, it sounds like you're kind of boiling down all of these pieces and these steps so that you can see what influences a person's decision making so that maybe you can kind of change their thoughts that would then change their behavior.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's exactly what it is.
0: Got you. Okay. So I know that when we hear about DBT, you know, DBT often happens in groups, but of course you can also use it individually, but you often hear a lot about like all these skills and modules and um, all of these different things that are a part of DBT. So can you break down what some of the skills are that are taught in DBT?
1: okay so um essentially it's again the ability to recognize your triggers to distress um identifying the emotions that are underneath those triggers and the ability to withstand that distress practicing some mindfulness so mindfulness is just being in the here and now of a situation one thing that's really big with dbt is interpersonal effectiveness so how you relate to people are you assertive if you know you are assertive are you too assertive do you need to tone it down a little bit can you effectively problem solve without um maybe causing some major damage to the relationship how well can you regulate your emotions Can you recognize when you're feeling anxious or stressed in the moment? Um, And I I use these skills. I go over it. I actually run a group called Reconnect um, in my practice, and it's for teens that are struggling with um, self-harm, self-harming behaviors who have had uh, suicide ideation or previous suicide attempts and so when we're in the group we'll go back to like practical ways that we practice this so as a part of the group everybody has an opportunity to check in and the check-in process is so essential to running the group because yes they're learning new skills but they really value the check-in process this is them sharing how their week went identifying triggers um, figuring out if they recognize those triggers in the moment how the situation was resolved with whatever they may have brought up is there a way that they could have handled it maybe more positively so exploring these questions gives a lot of insight into um different situations and they might practice role playing a different response or ways they could have avoided the situation altogether. And I think here's the best part about the group when I describe this process to people, you know, most people think that like I'm the one asking questions, and sometimes it is me, but the majority of the time is group members that are supporting one another. And it's so beautiful just to witness, and um, they help one another, and as they help each other, they themselves receive what they need. So they may give the feedback on the check-in and practice those skills and push one another. And then when it's their turn, they're like, uh, okay, I know I should have done exactly what I just told you to do. So really it's pretty important practical and easy for them to pick up and understand. It doesn't take long at all for me to stop being the one to ask the questions before they are holding one another accountable. I know that was kind of a long answer.
0: (laughs) No, no, lots of good information. But I do want to go back to um, one of the skills that I think can probably be really helpful, whether you are participating in DBT or not, um, the skills around interpersonal effectiveness. So can you talk more about that and like maybe some exercises or different kinds of strategies you might use to help someone become more interpersonally effective?
1: Wow. Well, (laughs) that's a big one for sure. (laughs) Think it's a big one because so many people. So part of a huge part of like DBT is acceptance and then working towards change. So you have to um, number one accept that certain situations are going to be frustrating. For example, if I'm a teenager and my mom has to wake me up for school every day, that's probably going to be a frustrating situation. That's just part of life. Um, but then recognizing that how I am handling this situation. Plays a much bigger role in how easily or not so easily it's resolved. So, a lot of things that we work on when we are in the group, I tell them, you know, or even if I'm talking to somebody personally, if you are asking me to hold you accountable for something, I'm going to push you outside of your comfort zone. I'm going to ask you, why did you do that? You know, what do you think the motive was for this? Because our first instinct as humans and we all do it is to say, well, because they did blah, blah, blah. Well, that might be the case, but, did I handle that situation effectively? What am I wanting out of this situation? Am I properly communicating that? Because sometimes we think that we are communicating those things and we're actually not being as clear as we think we are. So I pretty much work with people on, like I started talking a little bit earlier about the assertiveness. So, um, knowing when and where to be assertive what what does that look like can you gauge a situation to be able to say okay this is the time to bring this up um this is my my tone of voice am i setting boundaries is this according to um something that's comfortable for me Or am I stepping outside of what I'm comfortable with to make this other person happy and then getting upset about it and not really communicating that effectively? So really just looking at a lot of internal things and then how that relates to the other person that I'm dealing with or people around me, my relationships.
0: It looks like a lot of it is really related to taking responsibility for your actions and also looking at were you effective in initiating a conversation and not putting so much focus on what someone else did?
1: Exactly. And another, another big thing that I, a skill that I practice with anybody, um, and this could be like, even if I'm talking to a friend, just very practically, um, is called using I messages. And I know therapists are familiar with this, but essentially the way that this format goes is when you blank, I feel blank please so an example might be when you yell at me I feel sad or maybe like you're upset with me would you please speak to me in a softer tone so it does several things it number one names the issue that you have number two names the feeling that you have and then number three offers a solution and that kind of opens up the door for dialogue there because if we use that you know oftentimes the other person is going to respond and say, yes, I could stop doing that, but this is what I need from you as well. And so it's important, you know, to be able to verbalize as well as to receive what other people have to say.
0: So something that um, you said just made me think about, you know, like if if I am participating in DBT and then I learn all these skills about maybe how to talk more effectively to my partner or my friends, um, and then I'm doing all of this work but then they are not, of course, engaged in the therapy maybe, right? And so, I wonder how that plays out when someone has developed this new skill of like maybe asking a partner using the model that you just gave. When you do such and such, I feel such and such, can you please? Um, Do you have any tips or is there a part of DVT that also talks about like how to train the other people in your life to maybe do
1: some of this? Well, what I usually say, like that's the way that we practice the skill in therapy, but I always tell people, you make it your own. So if it sounds like too rehearsed there, you make (laughs) and then even when you're talking to because most often of course like parents know their 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 kid is engaged in therapy so they're working on a therapeutic skill even if you know maybe one parents not on board or the other one you know maybe they both are but a lot of times like like you said with partners how do you bring them on board and I think I would just simply have the conversation you know what um, and I've given this a lot I have to think of specific situations for people. I say, um, so if I were you and I were in this relationship, I would say initially, you know what, honey, I really appreciate how well you've been supporting me. I know, you know, maybe I've always not been the best at X, Y, Z, I've made a couple mistakes. So I've been working lately to try harder to understand you and to try and get you to understand me. And I know that sometimes that process is a little bit frustrating. So um, I'm just trying to work on communicating with you more. And if you kind of set the tone in that way to where you are highlighting what the person is doing positively, it makes them more receptive um, because a lot of times we are, it's a matter of us getting frustrated over something that someone else is doing. And most often that person perceives that they're trying to help you or support you. So you just want to be supported in a different way because it's not working for you the way they're doing it. So if you have that conversation off top, building upon the positive things that they already do, I believe that they will be in a much safer space to want to hear from you, which again is not to say that the conversations will go perfectly all the time, because sometimes you're going to say that and it's going to start an argument. And sometimes you're going to say it. And sometimes the other person is going to be receptive of it. But again, it goes back to how do you handle that? So when that conflict does come up, what will be your response? If you instantly, you know, lash out and, you know, get aggressive verbally, then you just kind of took away some of the progress that maybe you were making in that relationship. So it's really about um, being intentional and again, mindful about how you are approaching the situations and laying the foundation or the safe space for the conversations.
0: So let's go with the mindful piece that you just mentioned, because of course, that is another big component of DVT. So what does mindfulness look like? I know some people often get confused when we talk about like mindfulness and what does that mean? And oh, I can't sit quiet for that long. So can you talk about like mindfulness and why it's important and maybe some like strategies to become more mindful?
1: And I I think you just hit the nail on the head with the common misconception about mindfulness. People think that mindfulness has to look one way. When that's actually not true, it can look several ways depending on what context we're talking about. So mindfulness could be sitting still and meditating on a thought or something like that or clearing your head. It could be something like that, but mindfulness could also be I know, um, with clients who struggle with eating disorders, there are a lot of therapists who use mindfulness to, um, teach them a different way to reengage with food. Um, and so in that same sense, when I work on mindfulness with my clients, then we are looking at truly being aware of everything that's happening in the situation in that moment, being aware of how I'm feeling, Why is this situation upsetting me right now? Or why am I reacting like this? Am I upset or am I, am I sad? Do I feel anxious in this moment? What is going to be helpful to me in this moment? So really looking at um, those specific things like being in the here and now, if I am upset, is this the best place to express it? If we are at home, And it's just you know the two of us or me and my parents maybe this is a good time to express it if we are at home and my parents are super stressed right now because they have something going on maybe not the best time to express it if we're out at a dinner that's honoring you know my spouse is that the best place to express how I'm feeling so really honing in on what it is you're feeling why you're feeling that, what you're trying to communicate, is this the best time to communicate it? Is it the best way to communicate it? Um, So I think mindfulness can look a lot of different ways, but I know that when I work with clients, that is, essentially what I am getting them to focus on in those moments. And then there could be sometimes where, you know, if I'm working with a client who has anxiety um, throughout the day, severe anxiety, then we may work on, okay, how can I sit still in the moment and just simply enjoy sitting right now? sitting in the grass, the wind blowing in my hair, decompressing my mind from all of the things that are stressful right now. So it can look a lot of different ways and it just really depends on what you're working on um, or what you're experiencing as the person.
0: So the other thing that you mentioned that DBT is really helpful for is helping people to tolerate distress. So people who often feel overwhelmed by their emotions or feel like things just kind of spin out of control or get out of control. What are um, some of the distress tolerance techniques that you might use with a client?
1: Well, (laughs) I think those techniques start off uh, baby steps. So I have several clients that um, may feel extremely anxious about or feeling like they're in distress about maybe uh, leaving the house or when someone talks to them a certain way or um, let's just go with the one um, leaving the house. Let's go with that example. So the, the, the fear there, well, there are a ton of fears that are attached to it just walking out of the house and different things that they may experience in that moment so you know i know that therapists have a lot of different theories and a lot of different ways that they approach things um i'm really relationship based i really think that the therapeutic relationship is one of the most essential components to how well the client progresses so if that means that for me you know you being afraid to step outside of your house then we might work towards baby steps towards that so maybe the first day you know we just talk about moving towards the door moving towards getting outside of the house the next time we may talk about okay go take a shower put on some clothes as if you're leaving the house and then the next time it may be something as me coming to your door to come with you outside of the house or us going and having lunch somewhere so it's baby steps and we work up to those things slowly but surely so that they're able to tolerate it and it's okay if you know maybe on that day that you were supposed to open the door and look outside just for five minutes that you couldn't do it we'll talk about that we'll process through that but slow levels of Um, essentially exposure to what it is and building up those grounding techniques and those grounding skills to help them really focus on, okay, I can do this affirmations, I'm capable of doing this. You know, nothing bad is going to happen. And just really using those coping skills.
0: So I know, Sita, that we hear a lot about DBT. And of course, Dr. Linehan developed DBT related to working with people who have been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. But are there other concerns or other people struggling with other things that you think DBT could be really useful for?
1: Absolutely. Um, So DBT is also used with people who struggle with post-traumatic stress disorder, um, obsessive compulsive disorder, and like we talked about, anxiety and depression and different things like that. Um, I really do think that clinically, everybody could benefit from, you know, mindfulness and better distress tolerance and different things like that. Um, it is widely known for borderline personality disorder though.
0: Got you. And are there some concerns where DBT might not be appropriate at all?
1: (laughs) So again, I think everybody could benefit from some skills there. However, if you are attempting to, um, use DBT or you're interested in it, I would highly suggest training because again, the techniques and different things are simple, you know, when you look at it or when you read about it, but you never want to be in a position where you open someone up emotionally, so to speak, to where they are completely vulnerable um, only to not have the therapeutic skill set to leave them in a safe space. So that is a very dangerous position to be in. Again, people can benefit from DBT, but if you're not trained and you Have someone, you know, bearing their soul. I always tell people therapy is a place to express those dark, ugly thoughts that maybe you don't tell anyone. And you can't just walk away with those on the table without, you know, having the skill to be able to bring the person back to grounding, like a level of safety where they're like, okay, I'm fine. I can continue through my day. This was a very difficult session, but I'm ready to progress. So those would be, um, I think personally, just some concerns that I would have about um, using DBT in other situations.
0: So it sounds like um, if somebody is listening to the podcast and, you know, they kind of like, oh, okay, I I like what she's saying. I feel like some of these skills might be helpful for me. If they're looking for like a DBT group in their area, it sounds like you are saying that they definitely want to make sure that um, whoever they're going to do a group with, has had appropriate training in dbt
1: absolutely absolutely and you know not only that but i think if you are looking for a dbt group and it sounds like something that you're interested in you want to also look for a network of supporters like people who can be helpful outside of the group i know you know some people's programs like i know a lot of times hospitals don't necessarily encourage sharing um, personal contact information and different things like that. But um, I have found in the group that I lead that it is very helpful for the teens to be in contact with each other throughout the week. And I know I get a lot of um, anxious parents and people who are like, but wait, if they're all struggling with the same thing, how can they help each other? Well, because they are also all committed to getting better. So if one person is struggling in that moment, they are extremely supportive of one another and they are super good about like holding each other accountable. So I would really look for um, a place where you feel comfortable. And again, that the facilitator is relationship oriented, relationship oriented with not only um, you know, each other, like encouraging Members to have relationships and talk to one another but also how the facilitators Relationship is with each group member because that's that's key. It's essential Um, And that there are no quick fixes, you know, you might go to a DBT group and it might suck the first two times Like that's reality. I tell people when you start therapy, it's gonna get worse before it gets better So, you know, maybe don't run away scared if it doesn't work the first time, but figure out again, why didn't it work? Is it because I'm just not comfortable here or is it because of something that I'm not addressing or I'm running away from?
0: Got you. So what are some of your favorite resources for anybody who might want to learn more about DBT? And I'm not talking about therapists, more like clients who might be interested in DBT. Are there any like client friendly resources you found?
1: yes okay so this is like (laughs) i think therapists would feel some type of way with me mentioning this but there's actually a youtube channel Mm -hmm. for dr and she gives a lot of um videos on practical ways to use dbt and then like for parents who think you know well my kid is struggling with this specific disorder i love the instant help books for teens they have a ton of them um but specifically dealing with dbt and you know it says for teens but it could actually practically be used for adults as well um just some of the stories are based like in high school but the skills are still there um it's called don't let emotions run your life um and again it's the instant help book for teens you can find it on amazon so those books like that and even if you look up um dbt skill workbook On Amazon, there are just a ton of resources there. But I would say if you're really interested, before you want to purchase anything, you should look up that YouTube channel because she has literally a ton of videos there with a lot of information.
0: Okay. And of course, all this information will be included in the show notes for people to find very easily. So can you talk more about um, what happens in your practice? So it sounds like you have a very like strong team DBT group, but are there any other exciting projects that you're working on or things you're going to be offering in your practice?
1: Yes. I'm so excited. Um, so we just did in November, um, our first ladies night and essentially ladies night was filled with these wonderful women from the community, um, who are small business owners, not, not therapists. Actually, I was the only therapist there, but women who were ready to help other women in the community come out and relax and enjoy themselves so we had massages going we had painting we had wine um we had a lip sense lady lularoo just a ton of stuff um and so i'm looking forward to bringing that back because even that night people were like yes please let's do this more than one time a year and then um i'm a person who loves to do giveaways on my website and everything or you know if you're subscribed to my email list i love to do giveaways and so last february we did this um challenge where we focused on self-love and so i'm gonna bring that challenge back and i haven't told subscribers yet but this time if you share pictures and things like that during the challenge you'll get entered into a raffle to win A $50 Visa gift card. So I have some pretty exciting things coming up, even, you know, dance movement workshop for stress relief, all of these different things. Um, We have an intern who's offering pro bono intake assessments and then um, reduced rate therapy. So just a lot of fun, exciting things that I, you know, I want people to take advantage of because some of the offerings will be free and then some of them won't be free. They'll be paid, but you will get more bang for your buck. I feel like. (laughs) 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 plaints.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you're doing a lot of really cool things to kind of introduce people to more kind of mental health constructs that don't involve just therapy.
1: Yeah, because you know what? Ultimately, that's what it's about. It's about establishing those positive support systems that are maybe outside of the norm, outside of just going to work and coming home, but really um, thriving in life and discovering what you love and living out those passions.
0: Nice. So where can people find you? You mentioned your um, email subscribing list, so I want to hear more about that. But can you also give us like your website information and any social media handles that you'd like to share? Yes.
1: Yeah, so if you Google from the Heart Counseling Inc., you um, will see my website. Um, my website is FT and then the word heart spelled out and the word counseling spelled out dot com. And then um, on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, I am Seda FTHC. So if you don't know how to spell my name, S E I D A F T H C. So that is my Twitter and my Instagram. And then we're just on Facebook as um from the heart counseling and then i also have (laughs) a try a group it's called the tribe lounge Um, it's a facebook group and it's just for people all over that want to be a part of from the heart counseling that aren't local they can join we do challenges throughout the year so that's where we did the february self-love challenge last year we do um challenges and sometimes you know if i have products that i release or something like that The lounge members get discounts and different things, early access and a lot of fun things like that.
0: Nice. And of course, again, all that will be included in the show notes so people can find all of that easily. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Sita, and sharing your expertise with us today. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I love therapy for Black girls. I'm so happy about the things that you're doing on your website.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I'm very thankful that Sita was able to drop in and share her expertise with us and encourage you, if you'd like to learn more about DBT or the things she's offering in her practice, to check out the books and stuff she mentioned by going to therapyforblackgirls.com slash session 41. If you've learned something new from this episode or have had experiences with DBT yourself, we'd love to hear all about it. Please share your thoughts with us on social media and use the hashtag TBG in session. Remember that if you're looking for a therapist in your area, check out the therapist directory at therapyforblackgirls.com/directory. And if you want to join us in the Thrive Tribe, where we continue the conversations from the podcast and talk about all kinds of other stuff, head on over to therapyforblackgirls.com/tribe and join us. To keep up with important updates and important mental health information, make sure you're following us all across social media. You can find us on Twitter at Therapy4, the number four, and you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Therapy for Black Girls. And please make sure that you're continuing to share the podcast with your new friends. You can do that by texting them, tweeting them, or sharing the info about the podcast in your Insta stories. I really appreciate that. Thank y'all again for joining me this week. And I'm looking forward to continuing this conversation with you all real soon. Take good care.